Microphone check. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blaze the Lion podcast. I am your host, Blaze, Blaze the Lion. Mm. Tonight's guest. Well, you know, before I get into tonight's guest, let me get some of the camera time. Right? Make sure you like, love, laugh, and share. All right, we are live. We are live right now on Facebook and on YouTube. All right, so share, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a damn friend. All right, the Blaze the Lion podcast. Yes, indeed. This month's theme, as you all should know, if you've been following and listening, is overcoming adversity. This is our final week of March. All right, so this is our final guest. We will share with you all how he overcame adversity. We face adversity in, man, so many ways, right? Adversity <laughs> could affect us for years. We could feel stuck. We may battle with breaking addiction, with just breaking bad habits, breaking our, our thought process, changing our circle, our cycle. All of that. So this guest right here will definitely break down and share his story. I know his story. I know some of his story. <laughs> but I'm sure he's he's going to shine some light on just what he has gone through, uh, what he is going through, and how he was able to overcome that adversity. All right. Yes, indeed. If you love the movement and you, yes, you want to be part of the movement, I got you. We got you. You can subscribe. You can become a monthly contributor. What does that mean? Well, there are three tiers, three levels. All right. You can for 99 cents. That's level one. $4.99. Level two. And $9.99. All right. Three different levels. And what do you get with those levels? Well, you become a Blaze the Lion contributor. But that's not all. All right. You get cool shirts, Blaze the Lion podcast T-shirts. All right. You get access to webinars, to seminars and how to find your purpose. Do you know your purpose? Do you? And if so, are you walking in your purpose? Are you truly making a difference? All right. We're talking about finances. So much more, man. This movement, this platform is to elevate you. Not just me. I get elevated through the process, but it's all about you, you, the listeners. You are the people that make this podcast move. You make this movement take off. So I truly appreciate you all. Yes, indeed. All right. So with that said, I am ready to bring on my guest of the night. He is a world changer. You guys already know that. He is a coach. He is a speaker. He is a pastor. Hmm. He is a book author. Hmm. He is a black man. I mean, you know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> if you're listening to the audio later on, you know, I'm just trying to help you out get a better visual, right? He is one of my friends. Actually, I've known this guy for several years, man. 
he can tell you many stories about me, but before he embarrasses me and all that, I'm gonna bring him on. Mr. Clinton K. Powell, welcome to the pod, my brother. Man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the invite, appreciate it. The fact that I'm I'm on the Blaze, the Lion podcast, man, the Blaze show. That's where it is, man. Appreciate the love, appreciate the opportunity. I'm looking forward to chopping it up tonight. Good, 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 good. Now, I know some of these viewers are looking like, wait, I know that guy. <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> I've seen him before. I've seen these two before. Those of those of you who, who have known us from like high school days. High school days. Mm. High school. Listen, can I drop it? For those of who know us from youth choir days. And? Youth. <laughs> we'll save those stories for another time. Man, <laughs> what way things have changed. Oh, my goodness. My life is good. Life is good. So I gave my introduction of you, but I always ask my guests to just share a little bit about yourself with those who may not know who you are. Man, again, I appreciate it. Clinton K. Powell, I am that person that you go to to unlock your leadership potential. I'm the coach. I'm the trainer. I believe that we're all called to be leaders and we're all called to be able to take ourselves to the next level. And what I do, I'm able to ignite purpose, to empower vision so that I can transform your life. And it's through those three simple steps that I unlock that human potential that's within inside of each of every one of us so that we can lead with passion, with purpose, and then we can definitely change the circumstances and the situations that are around us. So as, as you mentioned, brother, I'm a newly author. I, you know, I like the side of that. I'm a newly author, hey. new book that just came out in January, and it's blowing up the internet. If you have not heard about it, you've been under a rock. Mm. It's been under, I know we're going to get into it, but I'm, I'm going to like to do this real quick. It, this is it right here. Who's in your backyard? How to identify and build multi-generational teams from within. So I know we're going to talk about it a little bit more, but definitely, definitely it's an honor to be here again. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So why not? You already brought it up and touched on it a little bit. So let's let's go there a little bit. Um, high school. I don't know if you want to get into like the actual years. And like yeah. reveal our ages and all that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being 28. You know, that's there's nothing See, <laughs> at all. <laughs> class of 2010, right? Yeah, class of 2010. Yeah, just just <laughs> <laughs> subtract 10 from that. <laughs> oh, no, man. but it's, we we've definitely. You know what? It's it's amazing the journey that we have. Um. Similar background, Caribbean, you from JA, of course. I'm from the mm -hmm. VI and St. Kitts. So similar mm -hmm. Caribbean background. Grew up in the church. Grew up around a solid foundation with a solid family. Um, always been hustlers. I remember when, you remember your days when you was an appraiser? Back in those yeah. days? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember you transitioned. You were doing that thing. I remember the uh, that first rap group you was a part of back in yeah. the day. You know, so... DMH. Amazing where we are right now. Risen Coalition, all those days. That's yeah. right. That was the name of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, man. This this guy has seen me. I mean, some of you already know this this story because I've shared it here and there. But for those who don't know, grab some popcorn. <laughs> grab a little bit of wine or some water or whatever you drink, some Irish moss, whatever you drink. All right. You may think that I've always been this way and that he's always been this way, but no, we've, we've, we've been through some some seasons, right? Yeah, we are seasoned, definitely. right? Um, I even think at, at one point, I'm, I'm going to jump out here. I think at one point, we didn't like each other. It probably had something to do with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> There, I think there was a point where I was like, I can't stand this guy. Nine times out of ten, it probably has something to do with a girl. I, 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 I yeah, it probably was. I, 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 I remember vaguely. It probably was probably something with a girl related. Um, but here's the thing: we talk about adversity and talking about overcoming. We work through it. Now you, you, the homie. So you know. That's that's a good indication for everyone that's listening. Just because the season you're in, that doesn't mean it's the season you will be in forever. So always don't don't make permanent decisions in temporary situations. You've heard that before, it's been said in various ways, but a lot of times we get in the heat of the moment. A lot of times we, we, we allow our emotions to overtake us to the point that um, we make some permanent decisions, some comments that you can't take back. So it's hard to backtrack on that. Yes, 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 indeed, indeed. You know those those early years, man. Those those high school years. Um, you feel like you're in love every week. Literally, literally. Use the <laughs> man. I don't else. know who's watching, John, but I'm, you know you was the man out there. Uh, you know you was you was that dude. You 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 was doing your thing. Let me tell you, all those rumors. <laughs> Are true. <laughs> oh man, you was definitely doing your thing. See, I'm not. See, the thing about it too, I think how we really got connected again is when I hit you up when you started doing personal training, mm -hmm. and that's how we really got connected. I'm not gonna show my body because that's not a good representation of a, of an ex client of yours. But <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna save you that referral fee that somebody's asking for. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's how we got connected again. This was probably I was living in Pimper Ponds in the condo. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Probably that had to be around 06, 07 when I moved back down from Tally and I was, you know, came back to Miami. So around that six or seven time, I want to wow. say. Yeah. Yeah, because I got into training, I think, in 07. 07, so yeah, so it has to be that around that 07. Wow. Used to tell me, oh, this is not my interview, but you had some serious stories. <laughs> hey, where are we going here? <laughs> that, nothing. I'm, I'm stopping right there. I'm stopping right there. I'm stopping right there. I'm stopping right there. As you can see, man, we have a good we, we have a good time. That's my brother right here. Yes, yes, yes. Um, definitely, definitely. So I want to touch on. From those high school years um, and doing what you're doing now, did you yeah. see this coming or were you thinking something totally different? Like when you were in high school, 
what did Clinton want to be? Well, see, I actually talk about that. It's funny you mentioned that. I actually talk about that in the book Mm -hmm. that I believe that um, God allowed breadcrumbs to lead me to where I am today. If I look back at who I am and who I was at that moment, leadership has always been a part of my DNA. I remember my first leadership role was, I want to say, second or third grade. And it was, you know, elementary at the student body, executive board, the president, the vice president, things of that nature. I ran for the vice presidency and I won. Now, mm-hmm. you're not going to tell you, well, the reason why I really ran, because I like the president and I wanted to be close to her. But that's neither here nor there. I was, you know, motivation right there. That was the motivation. But that was my first leadership role in elementary school. And I, I fell in love with it. Meetings that we actually, as elementary kids, this is real talk. We talked about how can we make the school better for the students. So that was a great blessing. That was a great opportunity. So that was a breadcrumb. As I got older, I served in different leadership things because I was involved in the band. So I went to Carroll City, um, did things in the band all day, all day, all day. You, You throw them CCs up. But I had my leadership role there. I went to FAMU. Well, okay, I attended Florida State University, but I was able to march with FAMU Watcher 100 because of the engineering school is a joint school between FAMU and FSU. So I had leadership experience in the band. Then at, at Florida State's campus, I, I was a part of an organization um, called Progressive Black Men, and I had leadership experience there. So everything I did, it was leadership, leadership, and yeah. essentially I ended up running or being a key leader. So the DNA process that was input in me because of leadership led me the way. I did ministry at church, did all different things or different types of roles. And now here I am. I'm one of the associate pastors at my church that I grew up in. Uh, I'm a supervisor at FPNL. I've been working with them as an engineering supervisor. I've been with the company for about 16 years now. So I, I say it's breadcrumbs. I've always known that I had a voice. And I've always known that I had power behind my voice and I had influence. And John Maxwell says that leadership is influence. And I am a part of the Maxwell community. And that's one of the things that I realized that I have influence when I speak, people listen. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of surreal when when you are maturing and you understanding that. So I don't find it odd that I am where I am today. And I know all of this is just building blocks for what God has continued to, what the doors that God will continue to open for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you see how it's funny how even through our confusion or us getting our feet wet and not sure exactly what the next step is, um, our steps are ordered. Yeah. And everything... Aligns. This prepares us for that. That prepares us. You know? Yeah. And it all goes back. And this is, I'm not trying to go churchy by no means, but it's just that that scripture that says all things work together. Now, the context is talking about struggles and all that stuff, but it is, it, it is true holistically. All things work together. And sometimes we deviate in life and we get frustrated. As I was sharing before the show, sometimes our timing doesn't work out for us, but we just got to keep moving. Let God figure it out, but we have to keep moving. And uh, don't be that perfectionist that you don't release whatever the vision you have until everything's perfect. It will never be perfect. You just got to release it. It will never 
never be perfect. That means if you were if you're ready for see perfection comes after practice. Mm. So you can't have perfection without practice. And what is practice? Is practice is the experience, is doing what you are doing, the steps that you are doing. So if you are a business owner right now and you have a vision and you have a, a, a project that you want to launch, but you're waiting for everything to fall into place, it will never fall into place. There's always something that you could do better. So the key thing is just to release it so that you can learn from that experience. You can't learn certain things are certain things are life or experience situational. You can't study for it. You can't prepare for it because you have to see it in order to be able to learn from those those steps. So don't work for, wait for perfection. Go ahead and yes. release it and allow the steps to perfect the path. Yes, yes. In the chat, are you a perfectionist? Are you that person that you're waiting, you are analytical, you are waiting and waiting for the right time, like it's double dutch. And you waiting and you waiting like, uh, well, that hasn't happened yet, or yep. I'm not ready yet, or my, my finances ain't where it's supposed to be, or that spouse hasn't happened yet, or you're waiting on all these things. And guess what? It's not 2019 anymore. It ain't 2020 no more. <laughs> We're... Damn near, almost in the second quarter of 2021. Oh, yeah, April is a, a, April is knocking <laughs> on the door. It listen. Let, let me put it in perspective. And you talking about? We're talking about overcoming adversity, right? Mm -hmm. So I started writing this book. I want to say the end of 2019 or the beginning of 2020. Okay. And when I tell you, I was gun ho excited, ready to get things done. But guess what? I fell victim to everyone else in 2020. There was a, I submitted my first manuscript to the editor and I was pushing for a launch date of July because I had an event, a conference that I was doing. We're going to try to do it together. And COVID-19 hit. Mm -hmm. Well, it's yeah, so many names now. But COVID hit, I lost all desire. Mm. I was so overwhelmed. Life was dealing with family. Because let me tell you something. For those married people out there and for those who have kids. Keep it real. Keep it real. Keep it real. Like, like I wanted to pull my hair out. Mm. You, you go from doing your normal routine and then I have, a, I have two sons at that time. Last year, so it was three and six. Mm. Three and six. Come on, somebody. You, I know you hear me. You know you understand. <laughs> it was three and six. And his boys, they went from going away to school to staying at home. I'm trying to work at home. You saw in the beginning, my son came in. He don't listen. He don't listen. They don't listen. Daddy's on a Zoom call or interview. Okay, daddy. Yeah, he going to open that door. <laughs> Can I get some paper? But that stress, that stress of the relationship of marriage, because it's just a melting pot. So if you keep it in real, is being able to overcome all that. And so I, I, I stopped with the book. I didn't get back to her for four months. Mm. For four months, and I had to get the the motivation again. I said, Clint, this is not it. Yeah. You were supposed to drop this in July. You need to get your act together. Let's get this back on goal. So I went back and I think I, I sent her back the manuscript maybe in September, October. 
and it was pushing, okay, pushing, pushing, pushing. She respond, I want to make sure I'm, I'm available, so I will respond instantaneously. 12 o'clock at night, I'm on the computer responding, doing my edits, and I was able to complete the book in January. Mm. So overcoming adversity is it's 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 seasonal. It all it, it, it's relative. Don't look to your left or to your right because everybody has their different storm. For some storm is just wind. Some storm is rain and wind. For storm is some others is rain, wind, wind and hail. Then others is lightning. But at the end of the day, it's still a storm. Mm, so like you have to navigate your own storm. And one of the things that we do, I may be going on a little rant right here, but mm. one of the things that social media allow us to do is to compare. Comparing mm. ourselves is the death to success. Mm. You can't, you can't, it's totally too different. God only created one of you. There will only one, there will only be one blaze. Thank God. Only <laughs> There, 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 there's only one blaze, period. There's only one Clinton K. Powell. So I cannot, I cannot put my expectations or use someone else's um, life as my measuring stick. Now, it could be provocation. You could use it to promote or to, you could use that to encourage, to push you. But once you go to that angle of comparing, oh man, that's your death sentence. You won't mm -hmm. never live up to it. Mm -hmm. And with social media, it's a highlight reel. Nobody, so. Nobody's posted their low moments. You yeah. have that one time that somebody's going to be vulnerable, and they're being vulnerable to get likes. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that, 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 that may be unfair because maybe there are some people who are sincere in it. But for the most part, they they people use it as an outlet. And um, and I, I, I battle with social media, to be honest with you. Because I'm a private person, so I battle with the 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 utilizing it for a tool, yeah, for business to promote. But research shows the more impactful social media platforms people really show their lives. That's how they. You, listen, I put it like this: I put a picture of me and my boys, I get a thousand likes. I put a picture of a flyer, two likes. <laughs> So you know the the, the platforms the, the 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 network itself they want to get to know you, and I just have a problem. You know I'm very very uh, careful what I put out there to the masses, mm -hmm. especially personally. On that, on that, you post a fight, you get a thousand likes. You if you post a speech or a sermon, maybe ten, maybe twenty. Listen, if you right now who's killing the game and shouts out to him he, if he ever hears this, I don't know him personally who's killing the game right now is this this pastor out of Oklahoma called Mike Todd. Mike Todd's yeah, dope. He's dope. He's killing the game right now. But as a pastor, right? So if, if we want to be transparent. Let's be transparent so we can teach and we can learn. Um as a pastor, you will look at a Mike Todd and you have a choice. Am I gonna be upset? Or I'm going to take the challenge. Or I'm going to be depressed. Because a lot of times, okay, well, comparing, I'm not a good communicator like Mike Todd. Or I don't have the resources like Mike Todd. But you, you have to be able to look at it and say, okay, you know what? 
I respect what he does. I am not him. But how can I bring my own element into the space? And that's the thing. How can you bring their own element? And uh, one of the parts of his success, he is super transparent. Transparency is key. However, you have to have your boundaries for your transparency because you're still a leader. And for that, this is a nugget. This is if you ever talk to me long enough, I will pause or if I'm going to say something that I believe is important, I will say, hey, this is a teaching moment. And this is a teaching moment, too. As leaders, you can never be fully transparent to those that you lead because you will lose respect. Mm. You need to have a boundary of what you are transparent with. Mm. So you have to know. Okay, I can share this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That gotta breathe a little bit. <laughs> okay, you got, you got, you gotta breathe it. Let, let, let it breathe. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. You can't. As a leader, you have to have boundaries. Now, this just came to my mind, right? You gotta be careful. We're in the, for those of the Christian faith, the Catholic faith, this is an important week for us. This is Passion Week or this is Holy Week, right? Um, what happened on Palm Sunday, that Sunday before he died? They celebrated him. They celebrate him. The same people that celebrated him on Friday was the ones that were saying crucify him, crucify him. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful what you put out there in that space because they will use that transparency against you and then try to crucify you with that transparency. Mm. So as leaders, you need to, sometimes as leaders, we want to use our platform to vent and mm. to be transparent, to get it off our chest. That's not the place. Mm. Everything that we are doing, regardless of the space that you are in as a leader, remember your number one job. Your number one job is to move a group of people to a destination that's greater than the one that they are at right now. What does that mean? Every leader has a vision and a goal. It is your job to move that group of people towards the vision. And in order to move that group of people towards the vision, you need trust, you need transparency, but in order to build that, they have to believe, they have to know that you are human but you have the wisdom to get them over the hump. Mm -hmm. So you can't you can't expose yourself in totality because you lose that respect level. Yeah. Nobody wants to follow a best friend. Mm. I hope that makes sense. So mm. a lot of times, this is another teacher moment. One of the biggest mistakes that leaders do, they try to lead through friendships. Mm. I'm not your friend. That may sound harsh. I'm not your friend, I'm your leader. Even though to them, you are their friend. Correct. <laughs> you see the conundrum, right? So, oh no, how many of us have had a really good boss that you could connect with? Oh man, you really connect with that person, but you still have to make that separation mm -hmm. that even though I get along with him, even though we may hang out as family, that is still my boss. You still, you can't cross that line. And that's what as leaders, um, that's what as leaders that we make that mistake. And we wonder why when making difficult decisions is hard because they no longer see you as a, as a boss, they see you as a friend. So when you do have to reprimand them, when you do have to call them in for discipline, 
they're not looking at their boss discipline them. They're looking at their friend discipline them and finding out why are you doing this to me? No, 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 no. I didn't do it. And that's another teacher moment. Anytime you have to bring correction, make sure you let that person know you didn't do anything. You're just responding to your actions. Does that make sense? So as leaders, I had this thing when I was over when I was a youth pastor. I made all my student leaders sign a contract. And at the bottom of the contract, it says the name of the issue is I won. And it says, I won does not kick you out of ministry. Your actions do. Mm. And what I was trying to say is you can't blame the organization. You got to help take responsibility and blame your actions. The organization stays consistent. The rules and regulations are very consistent. It's not going to shift per member. However, your actions may cause you to shift, and then it's your action. You're forcing me to 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 talk about things that I shouldn't be talking about if you didn't make that action, make that decision. So, I know I said a lot. Hopefully, hopefully, people um, no. is understanding where I'm coming from. Hey, it's it's absolutely true, man. Um, Thanksgiving. And that even goes further into clients when you try to raise your price or when you've become so cool with somebody that they're like, why am I getting that price? Where's the discount? We hung out on Saturday night. Yeah. How come it's like it's still well, a business? See, and here's another thing, too. True leadership causes separation. Yeah. Yeah. True leadership causes separation. Um, I have one of my mentees. He's now over the young adult ministry. And he came to me and they called me PC in the church. And he said, PC, man, I don't have no friends. What do you mean? As soon as I became, you know, people started looking at me seriously as the leader. I don't get invites anymore. I said, well, welcome to leadership. Yeah. So you, you, you just don't get those invites, depending on the realm of their leadership. You don't get those invites or, you know, there's a separation. And leadership is lonely. It is. That's not something that they post on the on the billboard. Leadership is lonely, and the that's why it's so important to have a true community, be in a community with other leaders, so you can vent and you can allow things to come off your chest. And here's another teaching point: you cannot vent or confide into the people that you're leading. Yes. You cannot vent or confide into the people that you're leading. You're losing credibility with those individuals. Mm -hmm. It seems as though on some level, it needs to be some type of mystique to you as a leader. Mm -hmm. people, people don't really talk about it in that sense, but you have to have that, I can touch you, but I can't really touch you. Mm -hmm. Because that causes issues and that causes a lot of turmoil within the body of people that you're trying to lead. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's different. It's different for every person. It's different for yeah. every industry, you know? So I know me, um, those who know me, <laughs> as a trainer, not so much now, but back in the day, I used to hang out with a bunch of my clients, right? And we would go run a race or I would compete in a CrossFit competition or we would run an obstacle course or, or something. And to celebrate, it was like, all right, but well, we got food and drinks, you know? 
So I used to do that and it was fun. But what it did was it caused conflict because the clients who weren't invited fell away. Oh, well, you have your favorites. How come they get to go out with you after the event? You know, but we can't. So then you saw like... Yeah, it muddied the water. Yeah, yeah. It definitely muddied the water. It's challenging. Now, listen, leadership, the leadership journey is a forever journey. Every day you wake up is a new opportunity to learn something and to build on it. Um, it's difficult. It's definitely difficult. It's definitely challenging, but it's something that can be done. It is something that can be done. Um, and you just, it's that separation and kind of going through and, and all that stuff brings conflict. <laughs> it, 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 so how do you resolve those things? But if you have the foresight, um, if you have that foresight to see it ahead, like now, because of your wisdom, because of your experience, you can see it before it even comes. Oh, yeah. You don't even put yourself in that situation anymore. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So that's the lessons learned. And see, that's a good thing. Huh, how can I put this? Um, it's funny. The human nature, we don't want to struggle, but we want to succeed. Struggle oh, yeah. and success is, this, is two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. And if you didn't experience those situations, you wouldn't have grown. You wouldn't have that wisdom. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's very uncomfortable to, to go through that. But it's this thing that I, I, I've been saying recently. Failure is an investment into your success. Mm -hmm. Failure is an investment to your success. Without failure, there is no success because success is the blueprint. I mean, excuse me. Failure is the blueprint of how yeah. you're going to be successful. Yeah. Oh, you tried this. Look at right now, um, who is it? SpaceX. Ask SpaceX how many rockets blew up. Mm. How many millions of dollars? Even right now. The, the most amazing thing for me, with, when I watch that SpaceX, the most significant thing for me is typically when we watch the space shuttle launch, those two fuel tanks and those things, they just get discarded or they blow up or whatever the situation may be. With these new SpaceX rockets, what happens? It gets them to the outer the, 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 the outermost of the um the atmosphere and it flies back right back in the same position. That's something that we've been watching from the 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 Jetsons since the 80s. <laughs> We're finally able to do that. Yeah. But it took time. It took failure. It took many rockets blowing up in order to be successful with that launch. So mm -hmm. don't be afraid of the rockets blowing up in your life. Just use that as an investment into your success. Yeah, it's it's all learning. And what I've noticed too is in this journey of life, if you're constantly seeing the same things occurring, right? I'll say it a, a different way. If you're constantly seeing the same type of people come in your life or the same types of problems coming your way, um, that's opportunity for growth. So this is your opportunity to finally pass that test. Yeah. Like, what have you learned? 
what have you grown? You know, how have you grown? Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 the that is that's crucial. It is crucial. And you know, we can spend all day talking about that. People are so afraid of I don't how can I put it? Maybe people are not so much afraid of the failure, but the feeling that it brings, mm. the emotions that it brings. And we have to embrace that feeling. We have to embrace it. The Bible talks about, again, I'm not trying to go there, but the Bible talks about praising God through the storm. Yeah. Praise will always be on our lips. Yeah. That's difficult. When you, yeah. you're in a hospital, you watching a loved one pass or it's sick. When you're in a doctor's office, you get a bad report. Or you get just bad news. How can you muster yourself up to say, okay, God, I thank you. But that's a game changer if you can. Because what it is, is shifting your mindset. It's changing your perspective. It's taking that weight off of you and saying, you know what? I don't have the strength for this anyway. Um, I cannot worry about this. I cannot stress myself. I need to put this weight on someone else who can handle the weight so they can carry me the weight. And that level of positivity and understanding that everything that we experience is a building block to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Do we want, nobody wants to be stressed. Nobody wants to feel like a failure, but in reality, it makes us who we are. If you think of whoever, whoever's logged on right now, think about the, the most successful person that you know. Think about the person that you idolize the most. It's a lot of pain and failures that are part of that. Yeah. People idolize Martin Luther King. You, you don't want that. You don't want, as they will say, this generation will say, you don't want that smoke. Mm. People mm. idolize Nelson Mandela. You don't want that smoke. You don't want the pressure of being locked up. I think he was locked up for 15, 20 years. And 15, 20 years, he was still working behind the scenes. He was still sending letters. He got out, I think, at 50 or 60, and then he ran for president. Oh, look what he's done. Oh, nobody want to talk about that, that time frame in jail. Mm -hmm. Nobody want to talk about, listen, not only jail, nobody talk about the failed marriage he experienced because he was in jail. Nobody want to talk about the fact that he, he was not able to be around his kids. All those are potential shortcomings, failures, storms, however you want to classify it, depending on what it is for you in your life. Yeah. If you're able to build on that, if you're able to stand firm on that and change the mindset, you will be able to take that, learn from it, and be able to be successful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You look at even celebrities. Um, you look at one of the most popular, Jay-Z. Oh, Jay-Z has it all. He's a billionaire. His wife is Beyonce. Jay-Z got a hell of a story. <laughs> Jay-Z's been in gossip. He's been in some turmoil. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Diddy. Diddy's been on trial. You know what I mean? Like, like, people don't remember those things. Snoop. Snoop, what the, the murder with the case that gave? Listen, yeah. Snoop, yeah. I had the most successful album of all time for at that moment. He was facing real, he was facing real time. Yeah. But people don't, yeah. people, again, to your point, we look at the highlight reel. We don't look at the journey and understand it is hard. So that's why I also said don't try to live someone else's life because you you don't know what they've experienced for that success. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, we are, I'm a believer that God has given you the grace for your race. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. And embrace it. Like embrace who you are. Like as cool as I am, as stylish and crazy and whatever you want to call me, as I am, guess what? I can't be a better Clinton than Clinton. <laughs> you know? And as hard as he tries, copying, taking notes and writing down, he can't be a better blaze than me. You know what I mean? So you are unique for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, learn from people, because I do it, and take from people. So I learn from Clinton, I learn from this one, I learn from my clients, you know what I mean? But my goal is not to be them. My goal is to be a better me. You yep, know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's some good points there. Um, I love it. I love it. So we're to the portion of the episode where we talk about colors. So for those who are not familiar with this portion, I'll give you a little rundown. I'm going to run through a series of colors. All right. And for each color, I'll present it to Clinton. And he will just say, what comes to mind? It can be one word, it can be a phrase, it can be a quote, it can be a short story, keyword short, whatever comes to mind, all right? There is no right or wrong answer. It can be super deep and spiritual, bring it up, or it can be pretty simple. I feel the pressure now. <laughs> so with that said, uh, let's get started. You guys in the chat can also chime in. When I say a color, feel free to list what comes to mind for you as well. All right. Let us begin. Right. First color, what you're wearing. I think blue. that is blue. Yeah. First thing that comes to my mind, favorite color. I've always loved blue as a child. I rock blue any day. And in the corporate world, there's something called power blue. Mm. I like that. I like that. All right, let's go with what is behind you, black. Black. Ha! I used to wear a lot of black because I was trying to hide all my weight. Come on, somebody. Mm. Uh, it was slimming. <laughs> <laughs> In the chat, <laughs> how many of you have done that? I know y'all have. <laughs> Wearing <them> black clothes <laughs> so you can look slimmer on that first date. Come on, y'all. Oh, oh, that's funny. You want me to keep it 100, so I'm keeping it real. All day. All right. Cool, cool. Um, I see more colors behind you. Let's go with yellow. Yellow. Um, brightness. Um, I was a I was an art student at elementary school, so I used to love playing with the color yellow. I used it to, to kind of brighten things up to be a nice little contrast anytime I was painting. Mm. Painter, painter, okay. Do you still paint now? <laughs> Please. I Please. mean, could you still paint right now? Um. Yeah, I, I could. If, okay, I'm very. That sound like a no. <laughs> no, no, I am. I, I'm very competitive. You know these. Um, you know these. Uh, these paint and brush sip things. Those events that. Yeah. You don't want me in one of those because I would I would try to be Picasso in there. Um, I'm, I'm I'm trying to outdo everybody, so. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm pretty decent. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's keep going. We have orange. Oh, I love orange. As you can see, 
all over my book. Um, reason why I love Orange because it represents Carroll City. You know, um, going to Carroll City has always been um, kind of like a birthright for me because I was proud to go there because my brothers was there. And Orange always seemed to follow me. I'm a big UM fan. They got Orange. Um, I was in the March of 100. They got Orange. So Orange is near and dear. I have Orange. If you check out my website, plug Clinton K. Powell or One Voice summer.com you gonna see orange all over the place so one of my favorite colors mm -hmm. uh really briefly for those who may not know uh what carol city is um one <laughs> word or phrase to describe carol city <laughs> the greatest high school that ever was created in south florida it wasn't one word it was a whole phrase the greatest high school that was ever 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 created in South Florida. John, why are you looking like that? Why are you looking like that? So you heard him. It's the greatest high school in Carroll City. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. No diss to, to Carroll City at all. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I still live pretty close. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> so I want to make sure that I'm safe. So no disrespect, but hmm. all right, let's continue. Let's not get a sidetrack too much. All right, here we go. Next color. Next color is they are cracking up in the chat right now. Um, <laughs> let's go with gray. No, I like gray as well. Gray is always gray is calming for me. It's a nice neutral color that you could put with anything and it'll look dope. My house inside is gray. Uh, I use a lot of gray in anything that I do uh, print-wise, so love it. Okay. Let's go with white. White. I definitely don't wear white. If I'm wearing black to lose to look slim, I'm definitely not wearing white. That's not happening at all. Who wears white in the chat? Anybody wear white? I rarely wear white. Someone says, Danielle says, did I ever wear uh, turquoise? Yeah, I could rock it. It's but see, that's an accent color. You know, we island people. We don't we don't want to wear too much turquoise. That's a little accent splash, springish color. Um, I actually had that color in my wedding. Mm. That's dope for a wedding color. Yeah, I actually had it in my wedding. So it's a real dope question. I mean, color. Mm. All right, we got three more. Three more. Here we go. Let's let's go a little fancy. Okay. Yeah. Well, about, pause. Don't be calling me no, calling out no, no, no color name that I have to Google. Okay. So just, just be careful. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's go with mom. 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 M O N M. Mom. <laughs> Now you, you gonna have me look real sick. What it give me a earth is that an earth tone? Is that an earth tone? Is that listen, it's I'm sorry to sidetrack you. Is that um is that you 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 listen to the Ricky Smiley show and I think it's Gary at the end of his things he 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 be creating his own colors. And you, that's what you sound like right now, mom. <laughs> yeah, I can't breathe. <laughs> Hold up, 
Let me grab my phone. Let me grab what is Mav. You think I'm playing? You're not gonna have me look bad on this on this podcast tonight. What is Mav? Oh, <laughs> shade of purple. Thank you, Bonnie. Oh, I can rock Mav. Hmm. <laughs> oh man, uh, shade of purple. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, great color. That's all I got. Great color. <laughs> yeah, like like Mav is kind of like. Uh... I see it as like a um like a purple with like a dull like a dull peach. Uh okay. Kinda okay. Kind of um let's keep going. How about crimson? Crimson. I hate it because it's the Alabama colors. Mm. Nah, it is Holy Week. I can say crimson for something positive, but right now it's it's, 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 it's right now I don't like Alabama. Hmm. Okay. Um, here's a color. Maybe it's not an official color, but my son and I were speaking about this color, and when I said it, and I gave him an example of it, he pointed it out all around the house. He said, oh, that's Interesting. So I'm going to say transparent. Hmm. Transparent. Or clear. Yeah. Oh, man. I think that should be the color of leadership. With the ax, with the access uh, or aspect of color of leadership, with the aspect of limitations, mm. you want to be transparent, as I mentioned, but you don't want to be totally clear. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be totally clear. So you want to, or, or you know, as they say, that transparency, you you, you pretty much could could match whatever the surroundings is so that's another way of looking at it yeah you could be a chameleon of some sort so like basically a a good leader would be clear with a accent of mom yes i could do that come on mr toastmaster <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you go. So now let's dive into this book. Okay. Let's dive into this book. Um, how many chapters are in the book? And is it a easy read? Is it complex or? No, this book right here. So when I, being transparent, it's so funny. Um, I never considered myself an avid reader. Um, I wrote something that's a very easy read. It's only like 90 pages. But it's not even, is it 90? Uh, no, it's actually 72 pages. However, it's high impact. It goes straight to the point. It has stories to, to make sense of it all. Um, there's eight chapters. And it's really, if you're a reader, reader, you can literally sit down in one sitting and read this. Um, and for many people, the content is so rich, even though it's a short read you have to go back because you may not catch everything. Um, you may not catch everything that's in there. When I say it's very, 
I'm a, so I'm an engineer. I have an engineering background, so industrial engineering. So I'm very process driven. So when you, I, I take you on a journey. One of the differences for for me in this book, this is how many books have we have read that quote unquote give us great content, but doesn't give us great application. Mm. So when I wrote this book, and it's called Who's in Your Backyard, if I can see that there it is right there. I'm trying to grab my camera. Who's in Your Backyard? Uh, how to identify and build multi-generational teams. And I was purposeful and I took people on a journey. For example, it talks about how to identify. So I take you on the journey of, this is some of the chapters, um, the journey of it all. So I set the stage of why this book is important. Then I go into changing the mindset. Because if you can't change the mindset, you can't change. Then I went to changing the culture. So once the mindset of the leader changed, that mindset will then change the culture. Then after changing the culture, because it's about identifying talent and building, I went through a process of how do you identify the talent? How do you develop the talent? How do you empower the talent? How do you 3M the talent? And that's monitor, that's mentor, and that's model. So people don't really talk about the monitor. People talk about mentorship a lot. But they don't talk about the model and the monitor elements of it. There, there, it could be three in one or it could be three separate. And I explained that in the book. Then I talk about the release the talent because now after you have cultivated, you have identified them, you help them. Now you actually have to release them to do the work. And yeah. what does that look like? And because I'm a person of faith, the last chapter, it talks about the faith factor that you can have the best process. You can have the best systems. But if you don't have faith in your vision for it to move forward, it won't be successful. Mm. I like that. I so like it's, that. It's, it's, it's an easy read. But again, I'll walk you through it because it's even to the detail. And, and I love this because I read I read a lot of books now. And have you ever read a book that is great information, but you just don't know how to apply it? Mm. How do how do I do what you're telling me to do right now? I get it. I get I need to change, but how do I do it? Like the first chapter, I talk about changing the mindset, and a part of changing the mindset, I, I call five step of metamorphosis. You have to acknowledge step one, acknowledge step two, be willing, step three, establish, step four, take the steps, and step five, replicate. So I told you five steps in, in order for you to change your mindset instead yeah. of just talking about changing your mindset. I believe we have enough books that says change your mindset, but I want to tell you, okay, what are the five steps that you could do to make changing your mindset a reality? So that's an example of what I'm saying of actually giving you the steps, walking you on the journey. And one of the things too is my hope as leaders, as you finish reading this book, you definitely contact me. One, give me feedback on the book. Um, I am on Amazon and I'm doing um, on my website as well. But definitely post, give me feedback, and then invite me in to take you and your team on that journey so I can walk with you to, to, to transform your organization for success by developing a really great team from within. Mm. I love when you say those... Um, but you say in the book, um, because we we feel like 
I've changed. I've grown. I'm making the most money I've ever made, or I've been through so much struggle and so much adversity, and this is where I am now, and blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't stop with us. Like the reason why we are successful yeah. <laughs> it is for us to empower others. Yeah. Right? And then they get empowered, and then they empower others. You know what I mean? So you being able to teach somebody and not having to babysit them, yeah, yeah. but them being able to take what, what they learn and to apply it to their life, you know, and make it work. And then to go on, you know what I mean? So that's that's how we share the wealth. That's how we change the world, right? That what you're teaching other people, what you're what you're sharing with other people, um, they're able to actually digest it, mm -hmm. you know, and to apply it to their life so much so that they're able to actually teach others from it. So yeah, I, I and, and I agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, the issue that we have, well, there's a couple of things, but our true success is what we leave behind and not in material things. Mm. And the only thing that we can leave behind that would be generational is the impact that we have on people. And we cannot be as afraid. That's why I talk about the generations because Organizations, some organizations are blessed to have five generations working for them. You talking about from traditionalists, baby boomers, Generation X, Millennials, Z. Those are five generations. And without proper transfer of knowledge, there's gap, there's loss. And there's there's a, a loss of ability to really project that organization for success. Because the stuff that traditionalists and gener and baby boomers have, they have a work ethic that's unlike anything else. As time gets changed now, the, the younger generation, they want the stuff of the parents without the hard work. They want shortcuts. They want the shortcuts. Or you have this new Gen Z um, generation. They don't want to work hard because they saw their parents working hard. And only thing they did was go to work, come home, and not be happy. Now this younger generation, the the tail end of Gen X, and, I mean the millennials, and then now Gen Z, they just want to do happy hour. They want to socialize, and they really don't care about the money. They care about the experiences. So how can you tap into the work ethic? How can you tap into the work life balance? How can you bring all those things together to develop a strong team? What you need to do is bring those voices to the table so they each have a fair voice and you will acknowledge each voice and take the pros from each of those voices and come up with a game plan that will be able to take your vision across to the finish line. That's that's true teamwork. Yeah, that's definitely true teamwork. That's true teamwork. And that's the element right there that we really have to focus on. But that's why I wanted to talk about this, how to build successful teams. Because teams are not successful because a lot of times it's one-sided. We bring in this, it's, it's pretty much the same generation. The age gap is, there is no age gap. There is there is just pretty much either one or two generations and they're not communicating. Um, mm. The voices mm. are not being heard. And then I put this in organizational context or the church context. And you have a generation of people that want to be heard, but they're silent. Oh, be quiet. You don't know anything. You're still wet behind the ears. 
no, 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 that is not the case. Yeah. That is definitely not the case. So you have to be able to identify that talent and then you have to develop them. A lot of times the older generation, they don't want to mess with the younger generation because they can't relate. So they have missing points. So they're, or, or sticking points rather, um, because they don't dress a certain way. I can't even talk to them. No, you gotta, you gotta lower your guard. You gotta respect them where they are because mm -hmm. that dress does not dictate how their mind thinks. Mm -hmm. So you welcome them to the table, regardless of the dress. You welcome them to the table regardless of their, their viewpoint on certain issues. Because at the end of the day, if you want to be successful in your organization, you need multiple generations working together to be successful. I never even thought about that, but it makes sense. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's important. If you look at any great... So I work for FPL as well. It's a reason, on average... In my business unit, on average, we hire every year 70 new engineers. Every year. 70 new engineers. And if you look at my team right now, I have people who've been with the company for less than a year. I have people that have been with the company for two years. I have people that have been with the company for 10 years, 15 years, and 30 years all different backgrounds, and if we are not communicating correctly and we're not leveraging, my senior engineer, he's been with a company 30 years, almost 30 years. He understands that he needs to be flexible so that he can learn from my new hires. My new hires teach him every day. And then my new hires have to understand they don't know everything. They have right. to learn from my 30-year so because of that, I have a multi-generational team and FPL has a model as such that they're going to constantly put in new blood into the equation. One, because we need to continue to feed the beast because we want people to, we want people to grow. However, you need that multi-generational element because they know stuff. If you have a team full of brand new people, who's doing the mentoring? Who's doing the modeling? Who's doing the monitoring? You won't be successful. Mm -hmm. That's dope. That's truly, truly dope. Who's on your team? Who is on your team? Yep. Is your it team just your friends? It can't be Was just your team friends. chosen for you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm doing an event, June 5th. It's a leadership event. It's called One, One Voice Summit, right? So you can check it out, onevoicesummit.com. Daddy's not finished yet, okay? Can we go back and watch TV? Daddy's not finished yet, okay? Can we go back and watch TV? <laughs> you see it here, right? I told you. <laughs> uh, but. Oh, what's the name of the site? Oh, onevoicesummit.com. Onevoicesummit.com. So if you check it out, that's a dope leadership event that's coming. It's, it's, it's uniting the voices of faith in the marketplace. So this is for entrepreneurs, influencers, pastors, leaders, business owners, those who have uh, appetite to continue to learn business and, and, and leadership principles. So I'm bringing a, a, a really dope event together. But when I was building this team, I've done events in the past, but I needed to do something different. 
So I have a wide variety of team members on this team. I have a team of 10 that I handpicked because they bring something different to the team or to the table rather. Um, and that is, that is something that I needed to do different with this because if you want different results, you have to do different things. You can't live a life of insanity doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, right? So that's what I built my team. I have people who are good in this area, good in this area, and in different ages. I have my youngest team member, believe it or not, my youngest team member is 21, and my oldest team member is 45. Close the door, sir, please. Um, It's 45. So that's the variety and the wide range that I I'm putting the team together in order to be successful. Go go go! Before we close, uh, how can they reach you? I already put in the chat onevoicesummit.com. If Definitely. they want to talk to you, if they want to get your book, all that information. Perfect. So I'm on all well, not all, but three platforms. You can definitely connect with me: Facebook, IG, Twitter. It's Clinton K. Powell on all three platforms, so that keep it easy. You can check me out at ClintonKPowell.com. That's my website that you will you can book me for speaking engagements. You can book me for training. I have different options in order for me to bring services to you. Because at the end of the day, I, I want and I need and I will be able to add value to you. It's all about adding value. If you are connected with me, it is my job. Once you are finished with me, I have added value and I have ignited your purpose. I've empowered your vision and I've transformed your life. That is my ultimate goal. So you can connect with me, ClintonKPowell.com. Follow me on all social media platforms, ClintonKPowell. And I implore you and I encourage you. I guarantee you the breakout sessions at this One Voice Leadership Summit, the website is One Voice Summit, is going to be earth shattering, life changing. The cost is only $49. It's a full day from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's two general sessions, breakout sessions, opportunity to network. We're going to be talking about breakouts of the, the, the power of technology, how to utilize technology to grow your business, what technology is best for your business. We're going to be talking about building blocks, how to take your business to the next level. I have a great strategist that's going to come and teach you how to change your, uh, change your business in 90 days. Have a great set of breakout session talking about the power of being in the room. How many of us understand that the reason we are not where we want to be is, some, is because we're not in the right room? And you have to put yourself in the right room through networking. And we're going to talk about that. And then we're talking about for our pastors out there, we're going to talk about how the pandemic has infected uh, or impacted the church. And we're going to talk about multi-church sites, the church merges, and what are the next steps for churches in order to be successful. So it's going to be a great event. The early birth special is only $49 until April 18th, and then it's going to go up 30 bucks to $79. So definitely take advantage. If you're a leader, bring your team. If you're a pastor, bring your staff. If you're an entrepreneur, bring yourself and someone who's close to you on your team. I guarantee you it's going to impact your life. I like that. And the event day is what day again? What are June fifth? June fifth, Saturday, oh. June fifth, and also last but not least, check out this new book. I'm doing a special masterclass on this book. The masterclass is April twenty fourth. It's virtual or in person. Um, 
virtual or in person, I will walk you through this book uh, as a master class as I teach you the trainings and the ideas of this book. That cost is only 25 bucks. It includes the book. So you can register at clintonkpile.com. You mm. can register for the class. It, it does include the book. You just select your option if you're going to be in person or virtual, and we'll definitely rock with you like that. Hmm. I like that. I'm putting your website in the chat. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so in closing, um, do you have one phrase? Do you have one quote, one story, one gem that you would like to leave our audience with? Yeah, let me get um I'm gonna get one of I have a lot of quotes in here. Um, but I mean, let me get a quote from here from my book. Okay. Let me see which one I want to use. Mm -hmm. I, I do Zig Ziglar. You don't build a business, you build people. Then people build the business. I'm going to say that again. Yes. You don't build a business, you build people. Then people build the business. Folks that's tuning in. We as leaders are in the business building business. <laughs> it's all about building people. We have to build people. We have to add value to people. If we are not adding value to those that, that serve us, that serve with us, we in return will not be successful. If you're trying to build an organization, you have to build the organization by investing in the people. And how do you invest in people? By you empowering them, you giving them the ability to grow. But you also invest in people by giving them a ability to learn, to gather information, like coming to my master class, like coming, attending the summit. That is how you build people. So remember, you don't build business, you build people, and the people will build the business that you desire. Yes, yes. I think I'm actually gonna come to that summit, bro. Why not? Ain't no thinking, bro. No thinking. Why you thinking? People in the chat, tell Blaze don't think. Tell Blaze. People just in the chat, it. join me. I'll be there. Join me. Be on my team. Let's, Let's go. Let's do it together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Remember, early bird is is only forty nine dollars. Now for those. We do have a VIP option. It's $99. VIP reserve seating. You get all the content, special meet and greet, special VIP lounge, um, special invitations, uh, special additional resources, free resources that will be available to you, free classes, free webinars that will be available to you that's not, um, not listed at the actual summit because we only have one day, but you will have access to these free things. So, but go on the website, check it out, check which option best fits you. And I guarantee, remember, I am Clinton K. Powell, and I certify and approve this message. One Voice Leadership Summit will change your life in 2021. Wow, I love that. They'll be adding on the website very shortly another package for $150. You'll get to meet and greet with Blaze. <laughs> My man always working. I love it. I love it. I love it. Always <laughs> working. Oh, man, bro. Man, I thank you so much for your time, for your for your expertise.
Um, for your value, man. Appreciate for your value. Lots of gems, which I already knew because I've in the past, I've even hired you, man, just to kind of elevate me, just to kind of help me, man. Coaches need coaches. Yeah. Trainers need trainers. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There's always room to grow. There's always room to learn. All right, definitely. So I saw the value in you already, and you brought it tonight, man. You really laid out some some gems, some value with people. They can tell that you weren't just here to just sell. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you actually care. Like you're in the people business. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you definitely actually care. So they can see that. And um, you'll see, you'll see people supporting your book. You'll see people supporting your your events, you know. See, already, excellent gems. Thank you for sharing, powerful messages. Yeah, man, see? Um, make sure that. you follow, make sure you follow Clinton K. Powell, all right? That website is his name. It don't get any easier than that, right? Clinton K. Powell. Dot com is right there on the screen. Everything, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. You know, right there. And that that website for the summit is onevoicesummit.com, right? That is correct. Onevoicesummit.com. So yes, man. Bruh, thank you again. Thank you, audience, for your time, for just who you guys are, man. I, I really appreciate you guys. You guys are part of my team. Yeah. Because if not, I just be talking to Clinton on a Zoom call, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. It's cool and all, but it's much better to have others, right? To have others join in to empower others because what you guys learned today, it's seeds planted, right? Yeah. And you're going to water that. And then tomorrow you'll hear something else. And you'll say, oh, yeah, last night Clinton spoke about that. Now it kind of makes sense. And then it grows and it grows and it matures. And then you're able to help somebody through a similar struggle, you know, six months from now, four years from now. It's like, and it started here. You know what I mean? So this is never in vain, man. Even if nothing really applied to you tonight, which would be weird. But even if, even if it still wasn't in vain, because you, you may not even get it. <laughs> Yeah. Till later on. Absolutely. You know? So it's never in vain, man. Thank y'all again. This is the Blaze the Lion podcast. I am your host, Blaze. Special guest tonight was Clinton K. Powell. Peace and love you all. And make sure, make sure you look both ways before you cross Blaze. I mean, the street. <laughs> You got a pan right to left and then left. All right. Love it. Love it. Peace and love, y'all. Bum bum. It,